the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Talk a little tech stocks and stocks and what will or will not be. Case raw, raw. Some days we come into work and we are looking at page one. And page one tells us of the business page, hey, there might be a big merger going on. Pay attention. Pay attention, my friend. Um, Qualcomm and Broadcom. That'd be one of the biggest tech mergers of all time. That makes it big, right? Um, and it changes the rules, uh, the power of who's the semiconductor player, who supplies what, when, where, why, how. Um, so lawmakers will take an eyeball look at that one for sure. Facebook, Google, Twitter, lawmakers are taking an eyeball look. And I'll be honest with you, it appears that our lawmakers are out of touch with, in my opinion, everything. Uh, is that a shocking phrase? <laughs> I don't know. I remember it wasn't that long ago that George Bush Sr. was uh, making the rounds, being a president, and uh, goes into a grocery store and doesn't know what a scanner is. The last time he had been in a grocery store, someone had rung it up on a cash register and uh, hit plus. They hadn't scanned anything. He just hit plus, and like, well, he's like, whoa, what's the scanner thing? I think our politicians are out of touch with probably gun rules, to be fair. Maybe the mental health of uh, Americans who have access to guns. I don't know. I'm not going to go there. Um, but there's, there seems to be an out of touch. But they also seem out of touch with technology companies. And does it surprise you? Many lawmakers are your grandparents' age. And you've seen your grandfather or maybe your parents try to use a mouse. And it's, it's fitfully embarrassing. Fitfully embarrassing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I'm starting to think about this right now. I was talking to a family member not that long ago and trying to teach someone over the age of 75 how to delete phone messages on an iPhone, and they just don't get it. We live in a day and age now where things can be customized to your red eye and your blue eye or your blue eye and your green eye. We live in a day and age now where uh, the data can be managed from a distance, where information can be made ahead of time with artificial intelligence. It's pretty crazy stuff. Intel has found some new growth in artificial intelligence. Every company has access to artificial intelligence. So when we start seeing companies like Qualcomm and Broadcom and Intel and AMD and Microsoft and Google, they're all saying the same buzzwords, right? Artificial intelligence, the cloud. Uh, We'll talk about some of the winners and losers for sure. 
the rise of artificial intelligence has created fierce demand for a new kind of computing power. And that's why a company like NVIDIA, who has made semiconductors that process video games so that when you level up, you see this magical glow around your sword. Woo! And it's super fast. They've made video games that, man, when you see Ray Lewis, a uh, Baltimore Raven in Madden football, uh, hit a running back, you, you kind of feel it. Ugh. So the video games are so lifelike and realistic that that technology is being used a lot now um, in artificial intelligence. And that's why NVIDIA is up 200%. You stop and think about it. Do you remember the first time you were playing a video game and uh, uh, one of the driving ones? Like a Le Mans game? You got the accelerator down there and you got the stick shift. You're like, whoa, that car just blew by me. And then you get behind it and you start drafting. That's NVIDIA. The game processing, the graphic processing units that power that, really, you know, it's kind of schooled us. And maybe you can do that in real life, too. So Intel, it's not NVIDIA. It's not up 200%. It's up 30% this year. Uh, that's not bad. That's about 15 percentage points higher than the stock market, right? So that's a, a winner, winner, chicken dinner in my book. And yet, sometimes we look around and we go, eh, doesn't feel like enough. The stars are lining up. I'm having a great year. I'm doubling the market. And I wish it was NVIDIA, which was up 200%, right? Brian Kazanich told Barron's last week that some investors view Intel too narrowly. And they... You know, they continue to see it as a CPU, CPU, CPU company and not a GPU or potential of anything else. And yet they power servers across the board. So as far as artificial intelligence goes, you know, I, I think the easiest go-to thing in our head is C-3PO, who was the worry wart android from Star Wars. Um, we're always trying to get RTD2 where he's supposed to be going, and RTD2 kind of wanted to hang out with his friends and drink drink robot beer, I think. So NVIDIA and AMD, they've launched some GPUs that make specially um, hardcore applications. They're, they're, they're used for deep learning at this point in time. So NVIDIA's got a market cap of $124 billion. Uh, five years ago, it had a market cap of $10 billion. So... And that means it's now more than half as viable as Intel, um, where it is now. So Intel's a juggernaut. They're not going to go away and just die. And they're not going to look at Broadcom and Qualcomm and potentially them, they merge. And, you know, what's going to go on here? What's going to go on there? Artificial intelligence is going to even tell these guys, like, hey, here, here's ways to fight this. <laughs> like, whoa. So uh, IBM's Deep Blue beat chess champion Gary Kasparov 20 roughly years ago and you know computers only started beating uh, other board games recently but they're doing it so I've got a friend who works at Google and he tells me all about like some of the board games they're teaching computers how to play and how good they are at them so tech watchers are paying attention to this and you know have we peaked can it scale a lot of questions what sort of critical threshold are we, we moving in towards? Um, so we know some of the winners, right, already. We know Google. We know NVIDIA. We know AMD, Micron. Um, fast memory chips, Micron, not going to go away anytime soon. It's been a story for a while, and it continues to be a story. 
So there's a lot of firms who are pioneering, you know, uh, learning powers and suggestions from the computers. So Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Netflix. Uh, how come Netflix is able to tell you what you'd like to watch? Because they're studying you? Sure. Because you're giving and sharing information? Sure. But Netflix isn't able to just tell you what you want to watch. They're able to go out and hire people to make it for you, for them. Um, and that's where they get super powerful. And then there's companies that you've never heard of, like JD.com, Baidu.com, Tencent, and Alibaba. And, you know, China's vast size is inspiring on so many levels. Um, Wall Street wants that. So give me the Google of China. Give me the Amazon of China is the idea there, right? And then you get these old players like Oracle, where they've got a product that they say is going to help them with uh, database administrators and, you know, help outsourcing. Artificial intelligence, not going to go away. We'll talk about it. Um, I've just hit most of the big players for you and some of the up-and-coming ones in Asia. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, more stock talk. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. It's been a fun year for news headlines if you consider crazy new fun to be mass shootings one should be enough we've had too many but if you're not focusing on mass shootings and the senselessness of it you need some Zoloft and antidepressants to fight that then maybe you're taking a look at Harvey Weinstein or Bill O'Reilly or Roy Price or Kevin Spacey a list of prominent men who have recently been accused of sexual harassment and goes on and on and on as far as who their accusers are and what their actions were. Um, a big industry, a big player in film probably can't survive it. The Weinstein company. Uh, and it just, you know, how crazy out of control where earlier this year we were talking about women leaning in in the world of tech and how sexual harassment is a big problem there. And this is big money. If I were to take just the investment angle on this, a dearth of women in technology, uh, particularly in board and corporate governance, uh, is it's, it's disturbing. So it's disturbing. And, you know, big companies have to change, hopefully not after the scandal, hopefully before and during said scandals. Uh, the toll on corporate and stock market performance, it's big dollars at this point in time. And there's insurance companies that are more than willing to underwrite the risk of bad behavior. Uh, everyone knows I was previously married and to a very beautiful woman who, after we broke up, and divorced, she went on to put in a job application with a banking company, and she was going to be an assistant to four executives. 
And they found out that not only is she beautiful, but she had done some modeling in the past that a Google, Google search could come up with. And they're like, we don't want you. you. You can't work here. Because she had basically taken pictures five years previous. And she had already been hired on her skills. She had already been hired on her interview qualities. And they said, you can't work here. And I've got some compassion for her. Um, it, it ended very poorly as far as ethics go. But that's okay. Um, that, that, tra- that traumatized her a little bit. Like, what do you mean I can't work here? I have to work somewhere else. And it's, it's disturbing. So uh, she got an attorney. Attorney won her some money. So uh, now if I were to be mean, and she probably bought some frivolous, stupid stuff with it, uh, that makes her look pretty, <laughs> which kind of plays into this whole uh, world, right? So Amazon lost a studio chief because he was accused of sexual harassment. Um, some of the most influential tech guys have been asked to go away. We don't want you hanging around our business uh, because of accusations. So now you have to read the quarterly reports and the S filings. Uh, now you have to get a little bit more involved with uh, information if you're going to publicly own a company. And a lot of people don't want to read the 10Ks and the 10Qs and take a look at you know words you know, do a search for the word gender or harassment or discrimination. That's the difference between being a professional investor and being a hack. If you've never bothered to take the time to find flaws in the companies that you're looking to invest in, um, if you've never taken the time to really understand the concepts, this isn't just headline news that's titillating. It is titillating and it is headline news, uh, but there's some serious ramifications. Yahoo was previously run by a woman, for instance, and they've been sued by two former male employees that they thought they were being treated unfairly and potentially fired and manipulated uh, over evaluations that tended to favor women at Yahoo. And you're going, is this for real? Yahoo denies the allegations. Um, Yahoo's now a company called Oath, which I still don't understand the idea there, but go with it. Um, I can tell you that millennials are pretty smart, and this always ties back to the millennials. Uh, I had a soccer tournament this weekend, and I was surprised, like, uh, you buy a kid of soda, and there's no, they don't have lids anymore, they don't have straws, because they're trying to cut down on pollution. They're trying to get to zero pollution. San Francisco has a goal by 2020 to take trash cans away from you. And there's an investment out there that invest it comes and picks up your trash um and it used to be a great investment because americans will always have trash but now we have to start rethinking it because millennials don't want to contribute to trash anymore and they're saying you know uh, 20 years ago you'd get a tv and it'd be packaged in something huge and basically could fall off an airplane land on the ground and not break right but millennials don't want that anymore so companies like Starbucks, Nike, Costco, Intel, Apple all have to be nicer, gentler companies. Not only can they not have sexual harassment and gender issues, but now they're going to have to cut their waste down to zero. 
So maybe the you know the new iPhone will be manufactured at your home or something. You know, it's not going to be that far off. Uh, I used to love the packaging of all Apple products, and now they're moving more towards minimalism, and that's a great thing. But the ability to judge gender diversity, it's not great. Um, it's not great. You know, there's a, a website out there called Glassdoor and Yelp that do employee surveys and they get information and they even look at employee benefits and open door policies and things along those lines. Uh, but I, I, I don't feel that it's great. And, you know, let's say you have a 14, 15 year old daughter and she comes to you right now and she goes, dad, why do we own company XYZ? Or why do you work for them? They've, they've been mean towards women. You better have an answer. And that's why these headlines are so, uh, insightful into what we need to be doing as investors and that's what you need to be doing to stay vigilant that you're doing everything you can to not just see the story as you know the price that a victim pays uh, for being a woman but the price of corporate governance and doing the right thing on a consistent basis so you're gonna hear more about it uh will 2017 be the year of sexual harassment uh I can tell you as an investor, I take that stuff pretty darn seriously. I can tell you as a guy who gets on radio and gives you stock ideas for stock talk, I, I, I treat that that oath to you, that need to be honest and insightful and, and like caring and like try not to hurt you. So, big story this year. And that's how headlines kind of merge and why you do have to care about crazy stuff like Harvey Weinstein. Bill O'Reilly, Kevin Spacey. I wish that list didn't go on and on, but it does. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. 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 Me. Black. Black. You're black. So, I've talked a little bit about artificial intelligence and some of the stocks you can pick around there. I've talked a little bit about sexual harassment and how you have to now start going through the quarterlies and the S filings and the K filings, the annuals. And you have to look. Now let's talk about the holidays. What do Americans do on the holidays, and can we invest in them? Well, I don't think we could directly invest in Christmas and Santa Claus. I don't think we can directly invest in... Well, we can invest in getting fat, right? We know we're going to. So the healthcare stocks have to be a part of our life as investors. You have to own exposure to healthcare. You can't not. It's too important of a part of our economy. It, it, it hits too much. Whether it's people spending money to make themselves look better, whether it's our health of uh, a toddler falls out of a tree and needs to be rushed to the hospital and, whoa, I'm surprised it was that much kind of thing, right? I think we've all gotten sticker shock before uh, at hospitals. Real quick story. I've got a perfect young son and one day he woke up and uh, right next to his groin area 
there was a golf ball size growth. Night before, nothing. Next morning, something. It was golf ball size. It was big. So I take him to the hospital. Um, we don't wait for an appointment with his doctor because his doctor said, you know, no, 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 no. You've got to go straight to the hospital. So run to Sequoia. And they're like, oh, well, he doesn't have a fever. And look at that. That's interesting. You need to run him to a children's hospital because we don't do children here. So you go to a children's hospital, and they're like, oh, oh, he doesn't have a fever. And look at that. You need to take him to the children's hospital. The entry's on the other side of the door. So I walked in one door. The left door was not the children's. The right door was. I didn't know. I'm distraught. I'm not reading directions, you know, exactly as. So three emergency room visits. I got charged for three emergency room visits. And that sucks. So the insurance company's like, why did you get a three? I'm like, I didn't know. Sorry. Didn't know. First time I've ever woken up and seen a golf ball size thing and a child. And uh, when all of a sudden it was done, the kid's perfectly healthy. He was spent a week in the hospital, which is, uh, if you've never had someone spend a week in the hospital, you have to become a advocate for your children or your parents. Because hospitals will run amok. They'll put a IV in his arm and not understand that he's two. And the last thing in the world he wants is an IV in his arm. And they'll give him a, a nurse who is training. And the last thing she's ever done in a, and wants to do is hurt a, a two-year-old putting a needle in his arm. But she has to train and, and get good at it. But trust me, you need to advocate for your parents and you need to advocate for your children. Um, because they would have stuck him 35 times trying to find the right vein. Turns out he just had a little poo-poo on his pee-pee, as I like to say. And uh, it kind of got into his system, and his lymph node said, you know, ah, stop right here. And it was a way of protecting him. And um, But that was like a $70,000, $60,000 insurance health care bill. Um, just to make sure it wasn't cancer, just to make sure it wasn't a growth. Had this amazing doctor, you know, uh, go into his belly button and pull out part of his, uh, <clears throat> part of that growth. And it was just an infection. So he had to do antibiotics for a week and he was fine. Um, but that stuff ain't cheap. So you got to own some health care. You have to. And then getting back to the holidays and, and Christmas time, and I'm the type of person I rub people raw a little bit because I think I'm honest to a flaw at times. Oh, that raw black kind of thing. Um, so I don't, I don't really like the holidays. I, I never really have. Ever since my father passed away, they've not meant anything to me. So, But I do love chicken wings, and I do love ham and turkey and, you know, things that make vegetarians go, ew, I love, I love. So yes, you can actually invest in these. And this is maybe what I'm going to try to throw at you as far as what you should do this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, is know that animal protein has huge margins. They've climbed a thousand basis points. That's pretty good. A hundred basis points equals 1%. So the margins are up 10% since 2011. Pork is going to see unprecedented 
increase in capacity between 10 to 12%. Chicken up 6 to 8%. And that kind of rise for demand is what we call bullish on Wall Street, right? And it produces prices that move higher and profitability that moves higher. And I don't care if you're talking about artificial intelligence. I don't care. If you're talking about the internet, the internet of things, servers, whatever, I don't care. Wall Street moves on margin expansion, profitability, revenue growth, stronger demand. Wall Street loves a lot. I love it, I love it, I love it. Even more than I love a honey baked ham. I love it, I um, So investing in these guys can be kind of tricky, but here's the players if you want to know the players. And you can play along at home, and there will be a quiz later. Uh, Hormel, ticker symbol HRL. I own no Hormel. Uh, but I know that they're the makers of Geneo turkeys. And turkeys account for about 20% of their profits. And I know there's one day coming up where people are like, I need some turkey. I need me some turkey. And for the record, melatonin, I don't know what it is. I don't know how we manufacture it. I don't, I don't get it, if it helps you sleep or not. I just know that when people talk turkey, they talk melatonin. So who are some other food players, if you don't like Hormel? And with Hormel, you take a look at the margins. You take a look at their revenue. You take a look at their profits. And you start going, okay, maybe that's not the food stock for me. Let's find another one. And let's start comparing the food stocks to each other. That's how you become a good investor. Tyson Foods, ticker symbol TSN, is this one for you? Of course, always. Consult a broker advisor for action on any stocks mentioned. But Tyson's Chickens and Purdue Chicken, like in Pilgrim's Pride and Sanderson Farms, I think I'm hitting everything in your grocery store, right? And these are the three big players. And there's always stories out there that come around, maybe once a year, maybe once a twice, once every three years. Bird flu and things along those lines where they have to slaughter their crop. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? It sounds like it's a bad thing, right? But short term, it's a great thing because they flood the market with dead birds and meat and protein. Uh, same thing with the cows. So if we have a bad winter and there's not enough hay or grass or what, what, what do you feed a cow? Don't feed another cow. We know that. Um, but yeah, so supply and demand can play into weather. It can, you know, it, a pork belly uh, is it, the biggest cost on a pork belly is not raising it. It's storing it for the winter. Um, that's the big cost. So that's the biggest cost. Now, again, I'm never going to be a pig farmer. And once you've seen a pig or a hog butchered, you probably don't want to ever eat pork again. Um, but you look at Tyson Sanderson Farms and Pilgrim's Pride, ticker symbol PPC, SAFM, TSN, and you look at them and you go, okay, let's see, are they, they beef-oriented? Are they chicken-oriented? You know, where, where are the millennials eating, not eating? Uh, what's going to drive earnings per share? What's going to drive cash flow? Uh, have they merged and acquired each other to the point that they can't merge and acquire anyone else? Pretty much so. Um, has China got their fair share? Because China has a lot more people to feed than the United States. And China wants these companies. 
because for some reason China's food supply chain is, is horrific. It's nightmarish. And the way to get it better is to buy American companies who know how to handle food and who know how to tell farmers, here's what you do, here's what we need. Um, so that, that kind of played out. So Tyson's got great free cash flow. And again, you should be able to start looking at companies' financials and go, I like the company. What, who are they? Um, and one of the companies that like, you should be able to do that with is someone like a Philip Morris, who makes cigarettes, who makes cancer. They manufacture cancer for a living. And you should be able to look at their financial statement and go, that's a thing of beauty without knowing the company. Look at how much cash they have coming in, the cost of their equipment, the cost of their manufacturing, how much debt they have, how much of their cash they give back to shareholders after earnings. You should be able to do that. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Big story hit this weekend that I don't expect most Americans to feel close to. Saudi Arabia saw Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman consolidate his power. And if you saw any headlines that were shocking, you saw a lot of princes and powerful people arrested. And you think back to the uh, Arab Spring out of Egypt, and you go, whoa, reform, what does this mean? And if you study the Middle East, it's not something I'm an expert on. Iran wants to be taken seriously, and Saudi Arabia wants to be the power, and they don't like each other. There's a lot of potential impact right now on oil because underneath Saudi Arabia sits a ton of oil, the world's top producer. The moves by the crown prince are not expected to impact Saudi oil prices ahead of a key meeting in late November at OPEC. Oil is seeing a mild bid higher on some of the concern that there could be distribution disruptions. Say that fast. It's been taken out of the uh, wheelhouse in the last few months, but oil's becoming a little bit more sticky as it moves higher. There was one big arrest, Prince Alawalid bin Talal, over the weekend, that he's been one of those guys who gets on television and talks about how, you know, uh, he likes Twitter, he likes Fox, he likes Citigroup or Citibank, um, and he's a big holder in some of these names, you could certainly extrapolate out, like maybe he's going to have to sell some of those for whatever reasons. Maybe uh, he's got some legal issues that he's going to need to be focusing on coming up. So stunning political development. I'm not big on politics. Uh, But basically it's a shot across the bow at the old establishment in Saudi Arabia. Um, A lot of local business leaders are saying positive things out of the Middle East. Now, the royal family is going to feel alienated. The clerical establishment in the Middle East is going to feel uncomfortable. Um, Is this a Game of Thrones kind of play? It kind of appears to be. 
there's a big company, Saudi Aramco, that is going to come public, or it's not going to come public, or it is going to come public. And uh, a lot going on there. A lot going on. Uh, Qualcomm, in the news. So will they be acquired by Broadcom? It's a big question. Would $60 a share plus $10 a share in cash? Uh, Qualcomm probably going to reject that offer from what well, was a lot ago at one point in time, but it's now Broadcom. And Broadcom last week made a deal to bring their offices back to the United States and had to sit there and watch Trump crow about that. And uh, only say that because it's, it's pretty painful watching him speak at times. Uh, the deal that's being offered, it's no small offer. It would assume Qualcomm's net debt, the transaction would be valued at about $130 billion. Go write that number down. And that's uh, two semiconductor companies, you know, playing the big what-if game. So it won't be the largest deal if Qualcomm doesn't accept it. It would be if it did. <laughs> so right. So if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, so what a part do you have? Um, a lot of chatter right now on it. And Qualcomm, will they complete their own effort to acquire NXP semiconductors? And again, anytime I see big mergers and acquisitions like this or attempts, I start thinking about going to the chapel and I'm going to get married. And then I start thinking, yeah, some of those marriages don't quite work out, do they? So you really have to dig dig in the dirt on this one and try to see what you can come up with as far as comfort levels. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, some movie theaters are being put in some awkward positions by Disney right now on the demands that they're making due to the next film due out, The Last Jedi. Even though Thor Ragnarok came out and did great this weekend, some uh, theaters are saying, you know, Disney's not very nice. And because uh, the cost of doing business with Disney. Disney would allow theaters to show the surefire Hollywood hit Last Jedi, right? You would think so. But Disney kind of plays the jerk, we own this content game. It's my basketball. I'm not going to share it with you. I'm, I'm going to take my basketball home. You're like, Aww. But Disney's make sure to put pressure on the owners of movie theaters. And did they go too far? Disney wants every theater to agree to handle over 65% ticket sales. The outlet says theaters have to show Episode 8 in their largest auditoriums for at least four weeks. The contracts reportedly say that Disney gets an additional 5% of the profits if a theater breaks any part of the agreement. Movie theaters usually hand over 55-60% to 60% of ticket sales, depending on a film's popularity. I saw one movie th- chain theater talking about, if a movie sucks, they'll charge you $5, but if it's great, they'll charge you $8. Would you buy that? Would you go into that? Um, movie theaters usually make 55 to 60%. They hand back to the, the studio. Disney wants 65. Disney's demands run the risk of doing damage to the small town theaters, uh, some of which only have one or two auditoriums and relatively small clientele to come see their movies. So they don't have that multiplex ability to pack the seats every single night. I'm Rob Black, Talking Stock. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.